All right. Welcome back to the Out of Bounds podcast presented by FingerLakes1.com. Josh Gerso and Nate Sharman here with you as we start the second half of October. Today, we've got PGA Tour, Live Golf, Fall Golf, and a brand new golf video game. Uh, speaking of that fall golf, though, we finally talk about going out and doing it. We played a little fall golf last week. Um, better for some of us than for others of us. Uh, but it was a it was a good day out there. Yeah, I didn't hate the way you played. I mean, we played with the handicap system, and I was able to take you down there. Yep. So the handicap system is the great equalizer it in is. golf. But more importantly than that, I had a great time out there uh, with some friends, had some laughs. Can't really beat it. Expectations are low in the fall. Just go out oh, and play yeah. and enjoy the nice weather. Got to play in a, in a polo. Anytime you could just play in a polo in October, called chalk that up as a win. Yep, not a lot of wind. Wind is probably the one thing that I dislike most about fall golf you start you get a breeze and it's just not as warm and i'm as everybody who knows me knows i don't like playing golf when it gets cool um and 60 65 with a breeze starts to feel a lot like 45 to 50 depending on where that wind is coming from um but blue heron hills up in Macedon here in the finger lakes uh absolutely gorgeous golf course love that track uh it was in great shape for for fall standards especially oh for sure greens had been aerated probably about two or three weeks before you couldn't even really tell couldn't even tell it was awesome um but yeah great uh great day to get out there and hopefully hopefully we got some nice weather coming up this weekend maybe we're going to get out and play a couple more times before the dreaded uh snowflakes start to fly around yeah any of our local listeners um if you like it like your favorite course drop it down low maybe we'll go play there if we haven't already i'm sure we have we played a lot around here but let us know some of your favorites if you're local yeah, that's actually probably the, it, it, we always talk about it, um, the courses that you like to play in the fall versus the courses you like to play yeah, in, that in too, the yep. summer, in spring. I think that's interesting too, because there are courses that are better to play in the fall. Mm-hmm. Around here, Reservoir Creek for me. Uh, let's get into some of the tour action uh, from the last two weeks. Tom Kim, huge win at Shriners. Uh, Patrick Cantley had one of the most explosive 72nd holes, I guess you could ever have, triple bogey loses the tournament as you said before we came on it feels like that was an eternity ago now yep. uh then we had this past weekend keegan bradley getting the win uh, over ricky fowler at the zozo uh fowler had the 54 hole lead uh but shot even par on sunday to finish one back uh, my question to you uh, i guess out of those two uh who benefits more from that recent win who do you think like moving forward in this new uh new season Probably Tom Kim, just at the stage he is in his career. Oh, yeah. Um, catapulted off that really good President's Cup showing he had. Yep. He was able to kind of manipulate that into another win, and now we're in, you know, in terms of four, five, three, three, four months. He's gotten two wins now on the PGA Tour, so the sky's the limit for Tom Kim. And I think you've, you've said it a lot on, on prior, to- prior podcasts. PGA Tour is doing a nice job of keeping him around and make sure to keep him happy, too, because he is one of the future poster boys for the tour, in my opinion. He's not yeah. going anywhere. Yeah. Um, and also, too, like they are two different caliber golfers. They right. don't really have a lot of hesitation saying that. Keegan Bradley is kind of what I would consider the, the definition of a journeyman. First win in four years. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's been a while. He's always you see his name around. He's he's a guy because of how long he's been on tour. He's familiar. Um, but he obviously isn't the caliber golfer that Tom Kim is. Clearly. Right. For sure. Um, even at this early stage of, of Kim's career. It's just, I mean, Kim is appears to be a generational talent. Now, For sure. Whether that pans out or not over the next few years, eh, who knows. But 
Um, I think that's kind of uh, apparent between the two of those. Uh, live golf. Um, we've had some live action. Brooks Kepka finally got a win. Uh, viewership numbers were not great. Um, you, you just smirked. I mean, they were pretty horrible. Um, did that part surprise you? The, the viewership numbers? I think so a little bit. Yeah. I think we, if you look back at our last podcast, we talked about what viewership numbers were going to be. And I was way off. You guys were a lot closer. I'm not sure which one of you was closer. I mean, I think we head, were. But. I think we were all like a hundred to two hundred thousand average views off. Yeah, I was probably even more than that. I think I had it in that five hundred number. So, but it's, it's just crazy. It's it's so like weird to watch for me. You know, I'm you know I'm just going checking like every every once in a while, every couple of days, I go look and I go watch like a hole or two. Yeah, and I just think it's kind of. I don't know if cringeworthy is the word. I don't know if gimmicky is the word. Oh. But it's just like it doesn't have a lot of flow to me. Right. Like it's, it's sort of engaging to watch in terms of you're just watching a lot of golf. Well, that's fun to watch. And the courses are cool that they're playing on. But there just isn't like I know we always use that word exhibition around a lot. Right. There's just not at the end of the day, they're not really playing for anything. They're playing for money. But there's no sense of pride within your team. There is a, they, they, they fabricate some. But I just don't believe that deep down there really is like a lily, like the sense of, you know, I'm on the PGA Tour and I'm, and I'm, and I'm on this track for greatness. It's almost like we're just here. We're going to make a couple, a couple million dollars and we're going to go home. Yeah, I think it's that sur the survival mode that PGA, the PGA Tour creates because of the system right. that exists versus um, the, the guarantee that live golf brings into the equation that's not to say that you can't see some really great golf or great golfers play good golf from time to time um but at the end of the day the environment's different the circumstances are different and i think that is probably the biggest difference that that week in and week out is going to have an impact on the product now i, I thought that the tweet that we had shown earlier uh the original tweet i should say it, it summed up the entire situation perfectly because U.S. golf fans watch golf in terms of it being like a televised event. But what Liv has kind of proven, if you don't have a TV deal, other people in other parts of the world are not watching the way um, um, Americans watch golf. Right. So what's the answer then for Liv moving forward? I think it creates the only existential crisis that Liv could possibly have. They have all the money in the world. They don't care about making money or having a profitable business or anything along those lines. But if all of their tournaments that aren't held in the U.S. wind up garnering, you know, 10 to 20, maybe 30,000 viewers on a streaming plat on YouTube or a streaming platform per day, what, what are you even doing? Right. I, I mean, that at that point you have you start to like legitimately question what, what is this product? What, what are we even doing? Right. And at the end of the day, people just aren't going to go to YouTube to watch it. I don't think, you know, people are going to flip on the flip on the remote and maybe not necessarily watch it. Quote unquote, you know, they're going to read the paper or do whatever you do while you're mindlessly scroll Twitter for, for me. Cause that's what I do. when I watch TV a lot of times. Um, they're just, you know, going on YouTube. I mean, you have a smart TV. It's pretty easy to do. 
but you're just it's just something that you're maybe not going to do you know you're going to you're on going through your guide of things and you're not maybe won't jump to a different streaming platform like YouTube you'll stay on that platform and jump between you know I don't I can't the pardon the interruption on ESPN or the or the local news or something like that like you're not going to just jump to that I don't think I I haven't had that experience before either I you know I I look on my phone and I watch it for a couple holes here and there well and then on top of that how many people are putting you know I I think people who have cable or cable subscribers are more likely to be passively putting something on the exactly. television just to have background noise I don't think anyone's putting on live passively. I guess that's worth my roundabout way of that point. YouTube TV in general or just a YouTube stream in general. Like streaming platforms, there there isn't that like ease of access like right. there is to traditional. You just click a button and it's just on. Right. Um, it, it's interesting. I don't know if... You know, they come back, obviously, they've got the Miami event coming up. Um, if they get big numbers over that weekend, um, maybe everybody forgets about these last two international events that saw really, like, putrid viewership numbers and everything, all the focus goes back to how are they going to buy TV time or get a TV deal. Um, but really, you know, I think that that is the main, that's going to be the main thing that people scrutinize and watch. And even, you know, this also, um, you talk about people mindlessly scrolling Twitter and looking for those clips and, and sharing those. Liv is not getting the engagement on social right. that the PGA Tour is, or even frankly, some of the big, I'll call them like golf entertainment brands get, which again speaks to like the the need to have a product that people actually give a damn about right. versus just doing something because i have the money to do it so i, I don't know that's that'll it's going to be something that keeps getting scrutinized and keeps getting uh, watched but let's for a second talk buy and sell brooks getting a w on live this past week or ricky's hot start we didn't talk about it but ricky fowler had a, a heck of a showing uh, this past week. He led after three rounds of the Zozo. If yep. you're going to buy one and sell the other, which are you buying and which are you selling? I'm going to go with Bruce or Ball here. I'm buying Ricky Fowler. Okay. Um, I think that's just tremendous for the tour. You know, a guy like Ricky Fowler who's kind of transcended golf in the last 10 years, you know, wearing the Puma outfits. And yep. you see the kids at the events wearing the full orange Ricky Puma outfits. When he's around, it's generally just a better tour. You go look back when they had that secret meeting, and it yep. was Tiger Woods and Ricky Fowler. Yeah, in the plane, getting off plane together, getting in the car together. And so it's it's the tour. Like I said, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but the tour is a better place when Ricky Fowler's playing well. You know, I wanted to play devil's advocate really badly, um, and I kept trying to think of a way that I could possibly frame Brooks' uh, win this past week as um, a. a more important event for him as a professional than uh, Fowler's performance over his first three starts, and I just can't. I can't math it. Can't do it. So yeah. I mean, it, it's it, and I think maybe some of the things that we did see on social made that more apparent. Um, you know, some of the imagery that came out of that last live event, Brooks winning with basically nobody around, the the event largely unattended, um, streamed you know, by a few thousand people by comparison to a, a tour event that's being watched hundreds of thousands of times and then seen hundreds of thousands, if not millions uh, more times through clips shared on social media. It's just, I mean, 
for Brooks, I'm not even sure what, what you gain other than a, a nice payday. Yeah, Brooks, after the event, said it means this to, this much to him. And as a guy that's said in the past that regular PGA Tour events don't matter to him, that he yeah, goes on autopilot, that he sleepwalks through five or six holes and only cares about the majors. Yeah. And then he turns around and he says that this is more important than a major maybe. it's I don't know where we're going with this, Brooks, but... This is the same guy who said that yeah. golf tournaments should only be 12 holes long. <laughs> right. 12 holes long. Like, like forget 54 hole tournament. Forget 54 holes. Forget <laughs> all that. Like golf round should only be 12 holes because he, he, he just can't keep his attention long enough. Well, we got to talk about Hokey Neiman before we get done with Liv. Um, that's my favorite story out so of the whole tournament. You've been so jazzed up about this. <laughs> yeah. So go, go ahead. Walk, walk us through what happened. Uh, maybe the one funny thing that came out of this past weekend. So Hokey Neiman blocks one, uh, and I think it was on set. I think it was on Friday, and he's out in the wasteland area, and he's he's his ball is next to a boulder, and so you can move in golf. You can move loose impediments like that that don't. Uh, as long as your ball doesn't move, yep. and you're not in a hazard, so you're allowed to move that. So him and this caddy are trying to move this what two pound two ton or ton weight boulder and it makes me think of back to 1999 in the waste management phoenix open yep. when tiger woods had the same exact scenario and like probably 20 fans in the gallery came over and the video is hysterical i was watching it today on youtube Rolled and he moves the, the whole they move the whole boulder two whole revolutions and get out of tiger's swing <laughs> that would never happen on the live tour and it just sparked that funny memory in my mind because there weren't seven fans there to roll <laughs> the rock away it's so um, funny that video because I think like but like ten fans try to move the boulder and there's just no way they can move it. It's so like ten more jump onto it and they barely move it. That is a yeah. heavy freaking boulder, oh, yeah. and it's it's young tiger too, and he's smiling away. Also, it's just a hysterical clip. Like, how are we? And <laughs> you know, going back to the the, I'll say the, um, both of those scenarios. It, it's hilarious. Uh, loose impediment. Giant boulder, maybe <laughs> maybe the the intent of the rule was not in you know just because you can move it doesn't mean it's a loose impediment. By letter of the law, you can though. Right. Even the, the the rules official was there saying you can move it. Yeah, it's wild. <laughs> um, okay, so let's look forward. Uh, we're we're heading to a new week here, and maybe the first this probably will be the first uh, week of the 2022-2023 campaign where we have a good solid lineup on the PGA tour. Uh, so the CJ cup hosted at Congaree uh, golf club in South Carolina. We got Rory, JT, Rom, Spieth, Scheffler all in the field. Got JT is 200th start. Yep. Um, then we've got Ricky Fowler, man of the hour, man of the week, man of the month, uh, his 300th start. So pretty, uh, pretty big there. Also, if you're looking at the, the odds to put maybe gamble a little bit this weekend. Um, interesting. This is one of those weeks where I feel like the favorites are who you want to avoid. How do you feel about that? Um, I mean, the, one of the favorites, one of the second favorite is my pick with John Rahm this okay. week, but that's not a bad idea because there's just so much, so many good players in this event. So well, I, I like where you're coming from with that. And not only that, but how many of them have played since the playoffs in a traditional four round I think for there might be some rust for some of these guys right. we saw what how Rory looked in the first playoff event when he took what was that like two weeks off or didn't three weeks off before he didn't eat a single vegetable <laughs> for 10 days um you know they these guys are yeah they're the greatest golfers on the planet but good lord they also can get a little rusty at times too mm -hmm. so um 
I, my pick for for this weekend is Sam Burns. Nice little bit of a we'll call him like a mid card on the long shot odds, but he's he's a little bit you know plus twenty eight hundred. Um, good early early round bet. It would me. be cool to see Rory play well though, because I think if he gets solo second or better, he moves into first first place in the World Golf Ranking. Yep, and that would be pretty cool to see. That would be big. He's played on real on real golf, so very well deserving of it. So oh, yeah. I'll be I'll be rooting for Rory too to, to make that to make that up that ground. Okay, so the real reason why we're here, right? We're we're here to talk about this new video game, mm-hmm. PGA Tour 2K23, released last week. We've both spent some time playing it. Uh, how do we feel? Have we returned to the glory days of um, golf gaming, circa like 2005 to 2010? when the the Tiger Woods EA series was just on fire. Yes, I think so Ooh. because now we have playable pros and I think that is the biggest thing. Yeah. You have a guy like Tiger Woods in the event and you have some of the other pros in the event, Michael Jordan, Steph yep. Curry are yep. all there. The gameplay, however, I mean we can get into that I suppose, but oh, yeah. I think we are in in a path where we're getting back to that, you know, Tiger Woods games where they were incredible, you know, maybe not to the point of where you can Click X a million times to get the ball to do crazy things. You can't do that in this game, which is more no. realistic yeah. and a good thing yeah, yeah. overall. But the gameplay. So before we before we spill any of that, I'm curious if you're rating it out of ten, what are you what are you giving this game? Before we get into the specifics Ooh. of why we feel the way we feel about it, what's your score? If you're scoring it out of ten, uh, seven point five. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I purely like golf games, though, so maybe that's skewed a little bit. I said four point seven five. Ooh, yeah, not not very good, Ouch. not very favorable. Spent some, I mean, donated some time to it, but yeah, me there's too. A, there are a lot of. I think there are some pretty. The more time I've spent with it, the more issues I've found with it that are almost. They almost make the game kind of annoying to play. So first, let's get into what you think are maybe the, the real trouble spots for the game. What are the biggest issues? Oh, the biggest issue is the commentary by far. It's abysmal. It's bad. There's been scenarios where I'm playing with my mind player, Nate Charman, born and raised in Canada, <laughs> which I love doing every game. Um, and you're, you'll be seven shots out of the lead, yep. and you'll have like a 20-footer for par, and they'll say... If he makes this, he'll shoot up to the top of the leaderboard. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> not oh, yeah. going to do that. So that's just, and that happens a lot of time. They replay a lot of the same ones. Yeah. Um, and, the, and to be fair, I was a guy who played a lot of 2K21. They're very similar. Oh, yeah. There's a few more that have been recorded, but <laughs> most of them are the same. Yeah. So I think that's far and away the worst part for me. I almost, I mean, I was playing this morning. I turned the sound off. And I'm a guy who likes to play with the sound when I play video games. Yeah, and I think I was listening to a podcast this morning because I just couldn't do it anymore. Yeah, I I think the announcers are pretty bad, and it's funny. One of the first things I noticed because this was the first golf video game that I've played since probably the late two thousands, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I picked it up and I played in that first like event, I was dumbfounded at the fact that the the People who, like the ghost players who you're playing against in these tournaments, they're using stock names and that sort of thing, right? The announcers still can't say their names. Oh, yeah. It's incredible. <laughs> like that, that bothered me when I was a 15 to 17-year-old kid playing these games. 
And here we are, all of this, like, technology has come so far. These games have improved in so many different ways because they have improved. And yet they haven't, like, fixed something like that. And like you said, the, the miscues of the announcers. So, like, you're getting, you know, you're, you're getting one-liners from announcers at, like, the wrong times. Oh, or, far, far the wrong times, yeah. You know, you, you've hit your tee shot, your, your tee ball is, like, rolling down the fairway, and the guy's still giving you the, the overview of the hole. Yeah. Like, okay, just shut up. Like, that wouldn't <laughs> have happened. But, I mean, it's... It, or at least you hit it down the middle of the fairway, and they said this one might roll into the rough. Oh, yeah. And it's just dead. <laughs> well, it's hit just it 300 dead. yards down the middle of the fairway. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it, it's interesting, too, because, you know, the other, the other thing that we have to talk about here is the same day that 2K23 dropped, EA announced their upcoming PGA title, which is going to drop next spring. And some of the issues that I was... Um, that I've seen and I've experienced playing 2K23 are actually, I think, going to be made worse by having a competing EA game. So like missing courses, missing majors, because EA has the rights to the majors and they're going to be, the mm -hmm. majors are going to be in that, that version. Um, you're going to have a weird hodgepodge of players, like Jordan Spieth appears to be like the, the main title call yep. like cover character or cover player um for the ea version that's coming out in the spring are we just going to have an ea like a pga tour an ea sports pga tour game that doesn't have tiger woods in it yeah there's no way there's tiger woods gonna be in it i mean it's just gonna be the dumbest thing ever well, let me give you a twist though do you think live players will be in it like brooks kapka cam smith dustin <sighs> johnson if tiger woods isn't going to be in it i kind you of gotta hope have a flagship so. right i kind of hope so because yeah. you can't have like so Justin Thomas, Tiger Woods, uh, you've got a lot of your core PGA Tour guys in the 2K version. If you're just going to have like the leftovers, basically the people who weren't included in 2K23 in the EA version, that's just going to be like, it's going to be silly. It'd be silly. Put Tom Kim in there. Sure. I always play as Tom Kim. I mean... Downloadable content. Why can't the, you know, that's another thing too, is like with as far as the, the way these games are actually produced and packaged, you know, everything is a download. A lot of content is, is just downloaded after the fact. There's so much more that could have been done or could be done with these games and just seems to not be done. Yeah. More courses. Um, I understand there's some rights issues probably, right. but it's still, it's, it's, as far as the gameplay experience goes, it really starts to eat into it pretty quick, especially when you start to play, when you are going through, say, like the, fran the franchise dynasty, the, the, the my player experience, which I think is the, the offline mode that most are using. And you just start to run into these like, oh, there's no masters. Like what? Imagine a golf, imagine a golf right. calendar without the masters or other majors. Or you're just playing these like fictional golf courses that don't exist. Like right. you played that absolutely whack job of a golf course <laughs> yeah. last night and you were complaining nonstop <laughs> about it. Oh man. Yeah. But it's it just you're like, right. yeah. I mean, so say this is, this title is, is viewed as a success. EA drops their game next spring. Where does that, where does that leave golf gaming in the summer when they're probably priming for 2K24? Right. 
especially if they're going to come out competing years, we're going to be in like a weird Call of Duty scenario where you yeah. got two different like two different studios producing. We'll be in the same, same kind of holding pattern. Yeah, exactly. Precisely. You know, we'll we'll play the same courses every year on PGA. We'll play all the TBC courses, and then we have to buy each spend another eighty dollars and get the EA brand to play. Um, all those maze Augusta and it's Key Island and US Amateur and stuff like that, which will be cool. But since they're competing, they're never going to be morphed into one, unfortunately, for the for the golf fan. How do we feel about the the swing? I think you and I have both complained a bit about how the swing mechanism works, um, how touchy it is. Yeah, and a little touchy in terms of what they were trying to emulate, because you get what they were trying to emulate. They were trying to emulate how difficult the actual golf swing is. And I think they did a good job of that with the right stick control. I yeah. haven't gotten into the three click yet. But the right stick control, I think they do it a pretty good job. You just need to make sure that you're going to the range and calibrating it right. every so often. Yep. And I know that sounds like extra work, but it will <laughs> re it will release some tension when you're out there playing your my player and you're hitting you're hitting duck hooks into oblivion <laughs> by going to the range and kind of and kind of mimicking that swing and, and hitting balls and calibrating your swing every once in a while. It takes a lot. It will take a lot of strokes off your game. I think I remember telling you that when it was really kind yeah. of harping on you oh, in the yeah. beginning, and it oh. sure helped a lot, right? It did. It yeah. did. And it's ironic, too, because whether it's real life or video game, practicing <laughs> does, in fact, help. Yeah. Crazy a little thought, bit. huh? It's nuts. <laughs> um, so, yeah, other than that, that, that pretty much wraps us up. I, I think it's going to be interesting because I want to come back to this video game element as we continue to play it a little further and get further into the, the my player development because there are certain things that I haven't been able to, like, I've been trying to figure out the, the touchiness of the the swing i don't agree so much with your your take on they did a good job with it i think they went a little too far to the touchy side with it it could be a little diabolical especially in the bunker yeah it makes doing certain things like certain basic things very very difficult and i think just in terms of getting people to play and keep playing man the learning curve is tough especially if you don't have a lot of time to, to yeah. de dedicate to it got to keep doing it though because it's going to be fun at the end of the day when you start to get good at this game i got i got to a point of that when the last one and I, I love playing it so online play that is the that is the one yeah, I'll get un there that's uncharted territory right now for me still but right i'm working um, on my uh, connection my wi-fi connection too at this point so <laughs> once we get to that point stable internet first yeah. then online play stable internet get a little bit better on the swing and get to the online play all right. I think that's going to do it for us uh, this week. Follow us on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram for more golf news and content. For Nate Sharman, I'm Josh Durso. And remember, whether it's down the middle or out of bounds, keep on swinging.